0: Welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast, where you'll get the inspiration and information you need to have great outdoor adventures with your family. I'm Rob, your host. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. On today's podcast, I talked to my friend Tom Alcevar, who's a coach, an athlete, and a really excellent husband and father. Now, for a lot of us who didn't grow up with sports, or who may be sort of playing around with the idea of getting into sports, or maybe even our kids are more into sports than we are, mountain biking is a great way to bridge getting into the outdoors and a sport. So Tom happens to be a certified mountain bike coach, uh, and also has great adventures with his family in the outdoors on their mountain bikes. Now, before we start the episode, please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. And if you like it, at the end, please leave it a good review. And finally, if you want resources to inspire your whole family to get into the outdoors, check out our free resource, Essential Reading for Adventurous Families, at www.wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list again that's www.wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list with that, let's start today's show All right today I have my good friend Tom Alcevar with me and uh, Tom is a a fantastic human being also my neighbor, a great dad great husband uh, but an excellent athlete and coach. And he's changed my life when it comes to physical fitness. And I have him on today uh, because he has some really great tools for helping kids and your whole family bridge uh, sort of sports and the outdoors. So Tom, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. All right. So um, I, I know you pretty well, but for the listeners, could you just give them a little bit of your background, where you're from, um, and how we know each other?
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Tom Alcivar. And if any of you are wondering, that's a, a name from uh, northern Spain in the Basque country. So if you're curious about that, uh, that lineage. I originally grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, but then came north to Minnesota to go to Carleton College, uh, pursued a degree there as a geology major. And after about a year after I graduated, Did a year auditing some classes while also uh, being hired on as an assistant swim coach. Started to realize that my interest and passion had less to do with landscape and rocks and such, although I had a profound experience with that and found that I much preferred working with people and teams and groups and such. So I continued coaching there for a few more years and then switched my pursuits in education towards a degree in Sports psychology with an emphasis in motor learning and motor control. Uh, All the while, I'd picked up personal training at that point and started to, as many youth do, burn the candle on both ends, immersing myself with athletes, with couch potatoes, with uh, moms and dads and little kids and octogenarians and the whole spectrum of individuals who either were interested or looking to be interested in getting active. And so it was great to learn how to uh, address these situations and these people with the end in mind. And having that full spectrum uh, gave, me, gave me the perspective that I think has sort of shaped my, uh, my coaching As it is today. So Rob moved in next to us maybe about, what, five or so years ago? It's five years now. Yeah. yeah. And so after participating in some projects around the house, we were eventually able to pie Piper him and his wife on over to ours for some early morning activities and took off from there. Right now we train a bunch of our, our neighbors each morning. Uh, It's kind of a result of, or was really heightened once we we got into COVID, and I started to realize that after becoming a coach, an educator, and then switching gears to a full time parent of three boys, that I couldn't uh, couldn't stop scratching that itch of coaching, and so it was it was a really fun uh, pursuit to figure out how to mesh coaching and being a husband and being a dad and being a neighbor. And I feel like I've had a chance to sort of carve out a little niche for myself, which has, you know, it's a growing position that I, that I'm embracing, but has allowed me to pursue and combine a lot of my passions. And so one of which, as you'd mentioned today is getting kids on bikes any way that I can, and mountain biking has been to be a, a great pastime for me and my family, and we've enjoyed getting it out, uh, out on the trails. But doing so isn't isn't as straightforward as people might think. But it's not as hard as people might think, and I think that's where we uh, we start this
0: conversation. That's awesome. So we'll we'll get to some of the strategies in a bit, but I'm I'm actually really curious about how you started mountain biking
1: well i met my current wife Um, she's currently my wife Um, i met her 17 or so years ago uh, while we were playing water polo up at the u of m and i started coaching there as well and i was doing triathlons at the time Uh, we started hanging out more and more and as we started dating uh, we started to find that there was a lot of congruency between our, um, our, our, our activities that we like to take part in. She was a, an endurance swimmer, but also did running and was interested in taking on all sorts of challenges, and as was I. And so one of the challenges that we took on was something called the Duluth Adventure Race, which was put on by this phenomenal athlete. And it was designed with, I think, six events in mind. You had a, a quarter-mile to a half-mile swim in Lake Superior and then a, a nine-mile kayak into an 18-mile mountain bike. And from there, you had an 11-mile uh, roller blade into four miles of whitewater, a combination of whitewater canoeing and, and lake canoeing, into a 10-mile trail run. And so one of the things that we, one of the elements that we had to prepare for was mountain biking. And I had biked a fair amount as a kid, just dirt bikes and such, but I wasn't going off jumps. It was just a form of, of transportation back and forth and gave me a certain level of freedom. And it wasn't until we took on this challenge that we started getting into mountain biking and, and did the race, uh, and then we started to realize this is, this is a great way to spend time. Thankfully, we had some friends of hers that were more experienced than us and started to invite us out on some destination trips into the Dakotas and elsewhere. And it led us into Exterras, which is a, an off-road triathlon where you're swimming in a body of water, you're mountain biking, and then you're running on, on relatively rugged terrain. And that just sort of sealed us into something that we wanted to make part of our lives. And then once we had kids, it just seemed like a natural progression to, to introduce it to them as well.
0: That's really interesting. So tell me a little bit about what that first ride, like your first ride ever was like.
1: Well, we bought these bikes that were like him and hers, kind of matching treks very early on. So this is before my mountain biking was, was catching on. But there, was st- there weren't fat bikes really out there, and the massive downhill bikes were still coming along, and, and it was still more so in its infancy. But we-, we got a hold of these bikes and we just jumped head first. We got clip shoes, we-, we got all the gear, and we got out there and we fell a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's okay. That's that's part of it. You you learn to appreciate that for those who who take on other sports, whether or not be martial arts or or other activities, where there's a lot of failing and falling and a lot of missteps, that you realize that's it's just a great analogy for life. And so we were we were well prepared for stuff like this. And with the falls and the scrapes and the bruises that came along, you got better and better at it, and you got more aggressive and confident. And those first several rides. The falls were pretty light they were just oh i was clipped out this right foot but i when i went left and you know little falls here and there it wasn't until maybe the first several weeks in that i had some real doozies that shook my confidence and really uh, had to be down quite a bit but it just felt like all right i'm a kid again let's go out there and ride and we would and, and not having kids, we took every opportunity to get out on our bikes and just explore. Cause it was, it's mountain biking is kind of a game. It's a, uh, it's a little different than, uh, than road biking, which my wife and I had done a fair amount too for the, for the triathlons that we pursued.
0: So that's really interesting. You said it's, it's like a game. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, if you're playing a game, you make a lot of mistakes and that's, the fun of the game. There's always that risk of making mistakes and someone scoring a point on you or you not scoring a point on them it to soccer or basketball or hockey or any type of ball sport. And that's okay. You make mistakes and you keep, you keep going. And when you mountain bike, it's hard to think of other things because you kind of have to be in the moment there. If you're not, you're going to take a tumble depending on how, how well, um, complex your course is and the difficulty of it. But when you're out there, you go through it and you have a lot of fun with it. And then you do it again and you might choose what's referred to as a different line. There are easier and there are harder lines on any trail. And each time you go through, you might try a slightly harder one or a different one. And it it has a different experience and you either gain confidence or lose a little bit at that time. And it the trail, no matter how how many times you write it is a little bit different each time It's like trying to get to know someone and when you go out there you you play it's and it's as you play you'll find that you won't work harder than oftentimes consist on a consistent basis than when you are in the midst of play kids do it all the time but mountain biking gives you that sense while it's doesn't have the same feel as maybe being in a gym spin class of some sort where you might be listening to great music and, and thrashing out the heart rates and the the power, but you're out there playing, you're out there involved in something else rather than boxed up.
0: Mm -hmm. So were you, were you training on the mountain bike before the races or was the race sort of your first experience on the mountain bike?
1: We started getting trained on that but for training on the mountain bike is we had so many other activities that we were doing it wasn't it was less of a i need to get better conditioning it was more i just need to be more comfortable with my bike and know how to meet and greet terrain as it comes along there's a lot of problem solving that comes on and some people find that problem solving on a bike to be done much more easily like my wife at higher speeds i would take it in slower speeds and kind of slowly power through well, for her, she took it at high speeds and, and that she, the less she had to think about it, the better different techniques for depending on the individual. And so those are some of the challenges that we, we got into it initially.
0: Cool. And for anyone listening, we're, we're interviewing Tom today. I'm going to try to get Steph on here, but Steph is also a fantastic coach and an exceptional athlete. Um, so they, they make a really great team as Tom is you know sharing about here. So Tom you've shared a little bit about your your you know introduction to mountain biking which I'll tell you for me as someone who even works out regularly to hear the word triathlon like my stomach gets a little bit tight so for someone who may not be may not have a great foundation in physical fitness uh, or maybe just sort of an average one what would be sort of a a reasonable way to get into mountain biking or even explore whether or not they'd like it?
1: Well, it's most people, when they think of endeavors like mountain biking or triathlon, as you mentioned, they have a preconception of the rigor that is involved in it. And as a personal trainer and coach, you You spend your life trying to figure out the best way to find on-ramps for people and typically the biggest limiting factor for people isn't their abilities it's their perception of what they're doing relative to their own abilities so for someone who is getting into or would like to explore what mountain biking is mountain biking could be as simple as i'm going to get a bike that has slightly wider tires Okay, doesn't necessarily need shocks, it doesn't even need gears. It could just have a single single gear on there. And it could be instead of taking the sidewalk, I'm gonna go through the yard. And my yard, it rolls a little bit. Now I'm gonna go off the curb. Now I'm going to. Mountain biking is basically you're you're taking non-traditional routes. Mountain biking's relatively young. I mean, they started it up in the late 70s, early 80s when people started to to do mods on their bikes in order to take them off trail. Um, or onto a a dirt trail and off the paths. And so it has grown into something that can seem very out of reach and unapproachable, but it's merely a matter of exploring how to take on different terrain with your bike. Now there people take it to levels of jumping off things and flips and twists and such, or powering down mountainsides at breakneck speeds. But It doesn't need to be that mountain biking has a very broad definition that includes kids who are out on strider bikes out on dirt trails. Strider bikes, for those who are not familiar, are the ones that you anything really you take. It's a brand, but anything you take a pedal, the pedals off and it just allows you to put your feet down and kind of stride along mountain biking right there. And and a couple of my kids started that way. Uh, So it's anything that takes you off just the straight up pavement. And from there, grow it. For instance, a triathlon, a triathlon from Miami, they see Ironman triathletes and half Ironmans and Olympic distance. You could literally do a triathlon. I'm going to play four square for 10 minutes. I'm going to go walk around the block and now I'm going to run on the slip and slide. Triathlon, boom. It's a relative type of uh, definition. The guys who invented the triathlon were these three different athletes who were trying to compare who had the hardest challenge, a cyclist, a swimmer and a runner. And so they came up with these absolutely arbitrary distances. Marathon, a 112 mile bike um, and a 2.4 mile swim. Why? That's kind of what they had available to them and those were the metrics they used. And so whatever you think an official triathlon is or whatever you think mountain biking officially is, you can kind of scrap that you can get into it and it's like a zero depth entry pool or a beach. You can get your toes wet, you can get your ankles wet and you can ease your way in there. And you know, people take it at their own speed. For that. If they want to jump right on in, there might be some carnage, but you know, if you're taking it slow, great. Nobody's pressuring you. And it's, as I'd mentioned before, let's think about playing. With mm-hmm. something like this, when you play, you don't necessarily put yourself on a timeline or have a huge set of expectations. And in your case, uh, as well as with many other parents, you get an opportunity to learn these types of activities through the eyes of your kids while you're doing it. You see them out there, they're playing, and they kind of set them the model. You guys actually feed off of each other. So when you get your kids in there and they start to fall, they're going to look to you and be like, well, what do I do when I fall? And you're gonna to have to be well. You're gonna do the same thing when you fall. You pop on back up. You get back out there. And, you get, and we get intimidated, especially as adults, uh, about getting into these things because of this these preconceptions of um, the arduous nature uh, and that we don't believe that we have necessarily the 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 background for that. We turn them into Mount Everest. But mm-hmm. long answer to to that. But
0: that's a great. Great answer. So, I mean, you, you hit on the next thing that I was going to ask you about, which is, you know, your kids. So this, this show is about helping people get their kids into the outdoors and maybe, you know, they have kids that are maybe a little more athletic than they are, or maybe they're very athletic, but they don't know how to quite get into the outdoors yet. What I love about you, Tom, is you and Steph just took your kids on a, a pretty, um, outdoorsy and adventurous mountain bike trip. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that.
1: The outdoors, the adventurous mountain. Well, we headed up to a place that we're fortunate that we we live in Minnesota, which many might not associate with mountain biking. But, and this, I'm guessing you're referring to the Cuyuna trip when we're. Yes, up. Yeah. yes, of course. So we live in a place, Minnesota and the northern Midwest. People don't necessarily associate that with mountain biking because there are no mountains per se, but again, that comes to the preconception that that's what you need. There are hard rock mountain biking, slick rock, uh, there's dirt uh, and everything in between. If you go down to, to Florida, which has some tremendous mountain biking down in Southern Florida, you're going to run into uh, coral, you're going to run into roots like you wouldn't believe. So every area has its, its sort of context for mountain biking. In Minnesota, we headed out to a place which is an old abandoned strip mine uh, called Cuyuna. And the town itself has exploded and now starts to cater to adventurers and, and mountain bikers and such. And we headed on out there, uh, went through a, a Verbo and and tr- treated ourselves really cushly because we were going to be hitting the trails pretty long and hard. And we have three kids. We have an 11-year-old, we have a 9-year-old and a soon-to-be 7-year-old. And they have varying degrees of abilities and the size of their bikes also sort of influence how how rough the terrain treats them smaller wheels make it a little more challenging to get over obstacles and each day people might assume when when they look at us and they see wow they're out there mountain biking again and it looks like everything is going their way sun shining there are birds tying bows in their hair and they're singing to the animals and you know their bikes are always clean it's it's not that way necessarily so when we get out to these places we have some really good trips but what makes those trips good and memorable isn't necessarily that every ride was epic and glorious and we shredded the trails and just sought new heights it's that there were things that went wrong and there were times that there were kids that got off their bike and they were screaming and they were crying and we had to figure out oh, why don't they love this as much as we do? Oh, they were hungry. Oh, this terrain didn't treat them. They that rock in their shoe or, and it's learning how to navigate those little, little um, speed bumps. And sometimes if you're dehydrated and you're tired and you run into one of those, you feel like, Oh, it's, it must be that mountain biking isn't for us or, insert activity and you learn to handle those and amongst all of the noise of the ups and downs you figure out that there are certain moments that you just cherish whether or not it was our final ride out there which uh, our oldest had a a moment where he just realized he loved it so much he wanted to bike home all hundred and twenty some odd miles, <laughs> and we said, okay, well this is this is an awesome place to be, but we're gonna need to temper that a bit because about five miles in you're gonna feel your seat a bit more and you're gonna want to hop in the van. But these these adventures that we go on, when mountain biking versus say road biking, uh, when you fall in road biking, you you know it and it's there's a lot more carnage even though you don't fall as much typically in road biking in mountain biking you fall a lot more you tip over you drop down you get snagged on a tree or something like that and if of the thousand things that can go wrong 500 of them go right it's a good day you know you'll if you're coming on back and you've got a few scrapes you've got uh, you know dirt in your teeth and you know if you're you got something on your bike that might have gone sprawing, but you got through the, the ride itself. That's a great day. And learning how to accept that there are gonna be mishaps and taking a step on back. So for that last trip that we took to Kayuna, we had great weather. It was beautiful. You know, kids enjoyed the the swim and the, the many lakes out there and they want to come back. They didn't wanna they didn't want to leave really. And so when you add up the, so the net value of it all, ends up being a, an adventure that wasn't perfect. Because I don't know if you'd want to, what do you do after a perfect adventure? <laughs> you feel like the next one will never be able to measure up. There's always something wrong with it. And in mountain biking things inevitably go wrong. But there were some great adventures that we went on that looking back on it, the kids experience, and then they're. Later on, their memory after talking about that experience really lead them to wanting to pursue that again and challenge themselves again.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. <clears throat> so, building on that, you know, let's say, like my kids are just now learning how to ride a bike. They're they're probably too young to to start mountain biking, at least as a family. But let's say we've got a kid that can bike reasonably well. What would you do? Like, what are steps one, two, three, four, and five for getting your kid um, at least starting or maybe starting to become comfortable mountain biking?
1: Well, I'm going to first address the idea of being too young or unprepared for mountain biking. Um, okay. We have, when that starts, that's typically a projection by parents and it's a projection of their insecurities with that activity. So I run into this a lot as a coach of many different um, disciplines that you wait and wait and wait until you feel they're ready. It's like, we're not going to have this kid drive a car until he has to drive a car. It's like, well, we want to, what's the on-ramp to that? And that's, what's, that's the scary part for any parent getting into an activity or having their kids get into activity that they're unfamiliar with. They're not sure how well prepared they're going to be. And it's in a parent's nature to be very protective of their kids. Um, so in instance for kids like yours, you have a six year old now. Yes.
0: Yeah. Six, four and three.
1: Six, four, and three. So at that time, all of our kids were on the trail in one capacity or another. Now, it might have been just going on simple rides with a, with a green seat in the front. Uh, some of them might have been going on a tag along, although two of yours are, are already uh, full on biking. And getting them to get on their bikes as much as possible is probably the, the, the best thing right now. Moving around on their bikes, going down off curbs, going through, well, for in our instance, going through our lawn, which we don't really care about. learning how to bike up and through areas that are not perfectly smooth um and what's going to happen is as they start to do that for instance to set a scene for the the those who are listening to this podcast you have a yard which lends itself to slip and slides but also as i've thought about before uh -hmm. to biking where you have almost like a bowl that the street is up at a higher level and you're around the corner, you can drop down into that really well. And you can try biking up the other end and it's going to be really steep and it's really tough to get momentum up to the top and people are going to fall, but they're not really going to get injured. And that's one of the things that for any kid to realize that, yeah, there might be some discomfort. There might even be a little pain sometimes with activities that you take on. Could be climbing a tree, could be mountain biking, could be playing soccer and getting taking a ball right to the face. There's gonna be that discomfort, but it's worth it. Because as you start to gain confidence in the activity, your enjoyment really starts to skyrocket as well. And your desire to continually explore what your body can do and what you can do with whatever object you're manipulating, whether or not it's a bike, a ball, tennis racket, and a ball, whatever it ends up being. And Mm -hmm. so starting there, getting kids into mountain biking is as easy as biking through your yards, biking through the grass, biking downhill from there. Then it's, it's, there are, there are different techniques one can use for um, getting one prepared and well balanced on a bike. Different from from road biking, where you spend a lot more time in the saddle or on the seat, Uh, mountain bike, you spend a lot of time standing. And in order to balance while the terrain underneath you is all crazy and the surface of the moon, it's up, it's down, it's off camber, left, right, uh, it's a little skidding. Your bike is your sort of your ambassador to the ground. And so that bike is going to move underneath you to accommodate the terrain while your body is going to stay relatively central. So teaching kids, once they get onto their bikes, teaching them to stand and spend as much time standing and doing all the things they do biking while standing. And they're going to learn how to shift their bike from left to right and how to shift themselves forward or backward on the bike, which will influence how they take on the terrain. That type of relationship right there, no matter where you are, whether or not you're in your driveway, you're in a yard, you're on, in some park, or you're on an actual trail, that right there is the first step. Because if we, I've spent a lot of time working, trying to get kids riding bikes initially and then growing them from there and the strider bike setup where you take away one of the three points of contact that kids have or that anyone has on a bike their hands their seat and their feet you take away their feet and you let them go to the ground so they're married to their seat and their handlebars and their grips they learn how to balance that way they stride along eventually they're going down hills soon you put on the pedals but then you have to sort of break this relationship a little bit that they have with the seat because they've only known biking on the seat. And now you need to get them biking from the pedals and realizing they don't need the seat. They need the pedals, then they need the handlebars. And the seat is kind of optional. It's there and you'll use it. But that's not where you derive your, your balance and your strength and your power. So step one for kids, once they're riding get them to stand up and then get them to bike slowly around things. Those would be like the first two things when it comes to sort of getting them comfortable. Then you can start to throw little objects in there, no matter how small it could be going up and over a two by four, a twig of some sort. You'll see the big smile on their face as they look back and they say, Hey, look, I went over a two by four. (laughs) Like, yes, you did. (laughs) You just build it from there. So that would be my long answer to that is, It can start anywhere, get them off their seat. uh, teaching them how to balance and teaching them how to bike slowly. Because what do kids want to do when they're on their bike? They want to go as fast as possible. And physics will help you. The gyroscopic effect of the wheels will help you and and keep you balanced. But mountain biking, you've got fast, you've got slow, and you've got to be able to navigate regardless of how dumb the bike gets. Because the slower the bike gets, more dumb it gets. The faster it gets, the smarter it gets, and the more it wants to, it'll sort of choose the line you take.
0: Mm. That's awesome. Um, I'm actually pretty motivated to get the kids out now. So thank you. Um, I know we're, we're running up on time here, um, but I was wondering if you know, if, if someone's looking to get out on a mountain bike with their family in the wilderness, what are some places both here in Minnesota, but also around the country that folks could look to, to have um, a great and hopefully safe and fun outdoor experience on mountain bikes with their family? Well, there are
1: a lot of mountain bike organizations, MORC being one of them, um, forget exactly what the, uh, what the M-O-R-C, the, the acronym stands for, pulling a blank right now, but they are part of a whole network of organizations that design trails and maintain them. And one of the things that they've done a really good job of is they inform park systems, how to put in mountain bike trails. They design them for them, teach them how to maintain them and also put the supporting facilities there as well. So what you'll find, uh, three rivers is a park system within the uh, within the Minnesota that has a whole network of parks, but also parks that have mountain bike trails. You've got the Minneapolis park system, which has some great trails as well. And what you'll find is when you go there, th- they're very family friendly. And so you're not necessarily just out in the wilderness. Let's, let's take some baby steps here. You're in your yard. You're, you're conquering that you've put up a two by four or something. You've gone over some, um, uh, different bumps, down, down some curbs, things like that, and you want to take it to a trail, know that most of these trails, whether or not you're going to head to, I'll name some of the ones in the, in the Three Rivers system. And so like if you're going to head to murphy Hammeran, or you're going to head up to Elm Creek or within the Minneapolis trail system, you've got the uh, Theoworth Trailhead, you've got um, uh, Lebanon Hills, uh, and there are countless others, but you'll find that most of them have a nice parking a pavilion that you can get out of the sun there's water there there's bathrooms because what the things that torpedo people's efforts getting into things like mountain biking are not necessarily the mountain biking challenges themselves it's we got there and there was no place for the kids to go to the bathroom or we ran out of water or we couldn't get out of the sun it was super hot or the trails themselves tend to be less of an issue. So if you know that you can go there, go to any of these places and and you can look up the, I think it's morc.org um, and they'll they'll give you the conditions of all the trails and where they are. Um, they'll give you the logistics of the place too, as far as the difficulties and the trails that you can go on. And they're very well mapped because they don't want people getting lost. That mm-hmm. it's, it's an easy way to sort of on ramp to it but know that the the little things, hey, could we bring a picnic lunch and have a place to sit down and eat that would be in the shade? Absolutely. Could we change, uh, we still got some kids in diapers. Okay, great. Right over there. Can we fill up on water? Can we, those things, make it so you can make an afternoon of it, a day of it. And it's not as if you have to schlep everything as if you're camping. Um out to some place in the middle of nowhere and we're going to start mountain biking. There are plenty of places around here that cater to that, make it easy to, Hey, we're going to spend an hour or two get that in. It makes it more accessible and more likely to work into a schedule because frequency right now is going to be the biggest thing, not necessarily long durations, but how often you get those kids out onto the bikes, whether it be on a trail or it be just around your house. So that's what I would suggest that in the surrounding areas, You've got a lot of parks that will cater to that. You can head all the way up to Duluth if you want, which is exploding with 100 plus miles of single track and countless outfitters out there. Even if you're getting to the point where, you know what, I'd like to to rent a bike and see what that's like. You'll find that the mountain biking community is very accepting and welcoming. And they love, 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 love getting new people into mountain biking. There's less, should I say there are times in particular sports, you'll run into a certain elitism and snobbery. I've found less of that in the mountain biking community than in others. And so they're always excited to get someone dirty and get their bike dirty Mm -hmm. and get out on the trail and, and just enjoy it. They like to share their passion so that you've got that going for you within the, the mountain biking community.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Mork is, uh, I looked it up here. It's Minnesota Off-Road Cyclists. And it's- There you go. Mork, dot borg I'll put um, some links in the show notes to that and some other organizations. Uh, Tom, this has been great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm actually pretty inspired now to go get our kids out. Um, thanks for joining us today, Tom.
1: Well, they're all, that's my pleasure. I mean, I could talk about this for long periods of time, but there, there are also- plenty of other organizations like mountain bike organizations. There are ones through the LOPIT, which cater to not only kids, but also adults. Uh, The schools now are starting to uh, really make a big push for mountain biking as a school sport. Uh, There are clubs that, that service multiple schools in order to, to get a team that can be trained together and uh, that can race. Uh, But although racing is not required, um, but there are a lot of clubs out there that if you're looking just like with any sort of running club or if you're part of a masters swim club, or you do pick up basketball or soccer, there are clubs out there that if you are interested in getting into it, they're there to provide the social outlet, which I guess I didn't mention it in the beginning. That's one of the, the coolest things about mountain biking is the people you meet out on the trail. Because you can make it a destination activity, you can make it something that's relatively local, but when you are paused on the trail or paused at the trailhead, you're going to meet people, you're going to share your experience with them, and that's, that's usually the best part about it, is the post-ride um, debriefing in the parking lot where everyone else is coated in a layer of dirt and sweat and grime, and, but nothing's brighter than their smiles. Mm.
0: That's awesome all right well that's a great note to end on tom um thank you again so much and i know the push-